Welcome back to another episode of Media Rewind on the Boom Howdy Entertainment Network. Boom Howdy. I am, as always, your host, Dustin P. And on tonight's episode, we dive headfirst into 2017, our faves and lows Bloop. <laughs> of what has been one of the most fun and perplexing years of my entire life. <laughs> but the plop you heard in the background was that of the voice of Genius McGee, as always, my co-host. Genius, what's going on, man? Plop, plop, fizz, fizz, oh, what a relief it is. To finally be in 2018, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. So what we're going to do here is I didn't want to do a favorites episode or a best of because everybody everybody does a best of, and I mm -hmm. think it's kind of heavy-handed for me who's just a – I'm just a nut for pop culture. Just a mortal. Yeah, I mean, no, I – I don't mean to say it that way. I mean, there's a lot of people no, 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 that are no. more qualified to give a best of. No, in the in the grand scheme of things, we ain't shit. Yeah, we're just, yeah. We, I mean, we're. I mean, we're we just... like what we like. We don't like what we don't like, and we know. Right, right. So you know, and we for... can we can we can defend our answers. Yeah. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna kind of <coughs> give you our favorites and our least favorites of 2017 based mm -hmm. on the episodes and some of the things that have happened to us in 2017. So as any of our viewers know, we do we do recap shows of Into the Badlands on uh -huh. AMC. Uh huh. AMC is The Walking Dead, and, and also HBO's, HBO's Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones. Uh -huh. So, Genius, let's just go ahead and start off. What was your highest of high point of 2017 in, in regards to Game of Thrones? Um, definitely that battle scene when they were stuck in the middle of the ice. Oh, uh, yes. And then that whole thing. that It's a tie between that and just the dragons decimating the caravan. That was that pretty damn was cool. The, the strafing runs of Dragonfire. Yes, that was what I wanted to see in Game of Thrones for a long time, aside from um, the epic coming soon. Yeah, and and what we got in 2017 was an abbreviated season, of course, but what we did get in that abbreviated season were some of the most epic shots and epic storytelling, I would, in, in my personal opinion, of course. You know, there's a lot of people that are like, oh, fuck you, you don't know shit about Game of Thrones, you right. never read the books. Well, if you go back to one of our first episodes, neither Genius nor myself have read the books. We're nor coming straight from a television aspect. Right, nor we're, plan nor we're planning on reading the books. If someone yeah. wants to read it to us, that's okay. I need <laughs> Game to of Thrones, that's read by Bill Cosby. Lullaby. <laughs> <laughs> So Sir Davos went down to get the, the dragon scale to dope the up. <laughs> That's what I do. I spike drinks and know things. But <laughs> that needs to go on a t-shirt. That's epic. Just have like Bill Cosby's face on Peter Dinklage's body. Oh, so if any of our more creative friends out there want to want to shoot that picture over to Genius, definitely let him know at L Genius on Twitter. Uh, but no, it's just like. You know, we we come to it strictly from a fan of the show, right? Not, not the books, you right. know, and, and no, nothing against the books. I mean, I, right. I hear if they're fantastic. The book, yeah, if you read the if you read the books, if you're the, a literary person, yeah, we're more litter than literati. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I so you would say the the strafing runs with that one, uh -huh. and, and then just the the and sheer battle bad, of trying to find the white, right? That those two were fucking epic. Um... And I hope it continues this. And like you said, it's a shorter season, but it was a meatier season. It really you know? was. Like and it was a faster. Baconator. Yeah, it was a, it was a faster paced season. That's yeah. a, and that's what I really enjoyed because not saying that I don't enjoy watching the actors act. Right. But you you know for a fact I'm more of an action guy. Right. I, I, I love action movies. That's what I gravitate towards. That's that's my wheelhouse. Right. So when I see, you know, battles and, you know, flames and shit just going awry, that's the stuff I really enjoy. Yeah. So, you know, I think along with you, I mean, I like the caravan scene. I think probably the top two moments, 
And, and this is kind of weird because I just say I'm, I'm an action guy. I'm an action right. guy. But actually, one of my top moments was the the dramatic and it was brand's indifference when he came back after you know becoming the three-eyed raven yeah you know he's just like oh you know i see everything eh, meh, right meh. he just shits on everybody i mean <laughs> and he does it so nonchalantly it's like because sasa's like man i had some horrible shit happen to me i got with ramsey bolton he did i didn't want and he goes yeah i know i i, cool. I saw it well, yeah, so what are you going to do about it? Right. Uh, <laughs> it's like, God damn, Bran. Right. Stop being a dick. Little finger's stuck with me. I can't. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, cool. Fuck it. Yeah, so kind of leading into, you know, Bran's indifference and whatnot, one of the coolest scenes, and I mean, we audibly cheered when it happened on the show is when Littlefinger got his come up and Fuck yeah, dude. That was an awesome-ass scene, dude. Because Little, Littlefinger, as much as I liked him, because I thought he played the game very well. He was very conniving and very, like, yeah very uh gary oldman light i loved it but he needed to go and he needed to go horrifically yeah. wonderfully and, and and the thing i like most about uh Littlefinger's character is is that he was so conniving and he his hubris almost got the best of him because mm-hmm. he thought he was playing sansa he thought he was playing Arya. yeah when in you know in all, we've come to find out i mean even the audience i mean there there were times that i was literally baiting baited and switched because i thought i was like oh shit is, is Arya gonna try to kill sansa you know yeah. what what are we doing here and then all of a sudden it's like how do you plead to these terms lord Littlefinger? you know whoa dun, dun, lord dun, dun. i'm like wow <laughs> yeah that and, was and you could one. you could just see the the indifference on brand's face and the oh yeah that's my sister dog you know the, right. the look that's that Arya had towards sansa she's like Oh yeah, I'll do it. And then all of a sudden, you know, they they sentence him to death, and Arya gladly <laughs> obliges. <laughs> and she it, it was one of the best moments because like she, she didn't give a fuck. Oh, no, she, she was, was like, "Who taught y'all to do that? No one, bitch." Right. <laughs> Another hog to the slaughter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and I mean, it was just you know, there goes Baelish, there goes Littlefinger, and I don't even know what the hell they did with the body. Maybe they like I don't know, just threw him out in the trash or something. Maybe he's feeding the dogs. Fed it to Ramsey's dogs. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. So and you, I would say that my I, I think my other my other favorite point of 2017 or season well it was seven of Game of Thrones yeah was when Viserion became the white the white dragon and he's attacking the wall that was I badass mean, I was scared man it's like no you can't fucking kill Tormund no <laughs> and uh, you know just seeing him kind of doing the I couldn't tell was it like ice fire I mean yeah. uh, so it was ice fire whatever the hell he whatever was doing was badass sandblasting the wall or whatever what the shit he was doing <laughs> putting but, <up> stucco <laughs> but that was one of the coolest scenes of, of the season for me in, in 2017 so I mean we've definitely got a lot of cool shit that happened in 2017 on Game of Thrones yeah so it, it makes me that much more anticipating what's going to happen in season 8 which will be the final season and I think we're only getting 7 episodes yeah. of season 8 but you know they're going to be brisk and they better be, you're right they got, got a lot, lot of, of know, we got a lot of storylines I mean we still have to get to the mountain and the hound mm-hmm. we still have to get to the the hound and Brienne yep. I mean cuz she kicked that bitch off a fucking mountain I mean she's just like get out of here hound <laughs> <laughs> so you know he's you you know he's at a point where he's just like man I'm gonna I'm gonna kill that bitch you know Tormund's like oh hell uh, no no that, that, that's my girl her <laughs> we will have giant redheaded babies right. <laughs> so you know 20, 2017 definitely gave us a lot with Game of Thrones and I'm looking forward to twenty eighteen so those are those are just some of my highlights so speculation where do you think they're gonna go in twenty eighteen now that we've seen John and Daenerys get they Get get a little freak freak on, right? Um, 
that whole incest thing, it doesn't bother me at all because it's fucking Game of Thrones and we see like according to, according to Jon Snow, incest is the best sex. Right? <laughs> um I think I want to see Tyrion riding a, a battle on a big ass dragon, a la Frank Frazetti style, two flaming swords. Like you're right of the Valkyries ah, in the background. There's like fucking dragon fire everywhere and shit, dude. I want, that's what I want to see. He's throwing like lit goblets of wine at people like Molotovs. <laughs> Drink up, rounds on me, blow shit up. I think if anybody could do it, it'd be Tyrion. I mean, and, and I don't think anybody would be like, oh, man, that's fucking cheesy. That right. sucks. No, no, that's badass. Everybody be cheering their asses off for that scene. That's what I want to see. That's so, what I'm hoping for. Uh, Game of Thrones show winners. Uh, that was copyrighted by Genius McGee. Right. Please feel free to contact him for any and all royalties. I do <laughs> I do subscribe to the theory that, the fan theory, that uh, Bran's going to go back in time and fuck up everything. With Doc Brown? Ha! 1.21 gigawatts! <laughs> when I hit 88 Ravens, you're going to see some real shit. <laughs> but, uh, so he's going to go back and become the knight, uh, the, the big bad. Oh, the, the, the knight's, knight's king. king. And he's going to wind up fucking things up. So. Well, I mean, he's already kind of fucked everything up. Right. I mean, so. wh- why you got to go on a quest? I mean, seriously. Yep. So you, you got Hodor killed, asshole. I know, man. That, fuck him. But yeah. <laughs> And he's like, I know. <laughs> and now he's just so indifferent. So yeah. I, I'm interested to see how all of the Stark children, um, how everything kind of plays out with them now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, 2018 is, is going to be kind of a, a very somber year for us. I mean, we're going to get some great television, but, but it's we're gonna also going to be sad. You yeah. know? Uh, and I, I don't know whether or not they plan on, you know, I haven't really kept up with the interwebs and the YouTubes. It's supposed to be like the, the story of the Mad King, the new spinoff, isn't it? I think it would be cool, but I just, I'm just i just kind of worried about what they're going to end up doing with uh, with all of the, the different things that are going to be happening with the season and whatnot. So, I mean, are they going to go with, with the, the Mad King? Are they going to do, you know, goofy stuff with... Um, I don't know. They're going to tell the story of Ned, which would be cool because yeah. I really like young Ned. Young, young uh, Ned Chronicles. Young Ned, young Robert, just right. kind of drinking, whoring, and going throughout and killing people. How did sugar? <laughs> so I mean, yeah, it, I mean the the new season's going to be interesting. So yeah. I don't know. So, but one of the other episode or one of the other shows that we actually cover is AMC's Into the Badlands, mm-hmm. which I know is near and dear to both of our hearts. That show is so rad, and we were worried about if they're going to renew it for season three because season three, it all depends on like if it gets to season three, it's in a good space. Yep. It can go really good, or it can then just fizzle off. But it's pretty much there. Exactly. So now that we know for a fact that it's coming back, I couldn't be more fucking stoked about oh and neither could i i mean and i think a lot of people slept on that show and i think a lot of people are still sleeping on that yeah. show yeah. i mean and, and you know this is no shot at the walking dead but the walking dead has gotten a little bit stale yeah you know in, in regards to having to introduce negan having to bring jeffrey dean morgan's gravitas to that character you know he's he's had to uh do quite a bit to bring a lot of I guess fandom back to the show because it did get a little bit stale, right? You but know, you so have something brand new, something original, and and the premise is fucking awesome with yeah. the Badlands and the fact that the first season was so good, but then it got so enhanced and the world opened up so big and so wonderfully well in the second season that starting on the ground floor, it's really worth the time. Yeah, you know? and, and go back and and the best part about it is. Is that now we're only in at the end of season two with that yeah. show? So but you can totally got, binge it in like 
yeah, a weekend. Yeah, exactly. So, so I mean, you can definitely go back and, hardcore about it. And, and and watch the first episode all the way through the ones that they have, uh, the ones that, that we've caught up to at the end of season two. And the story has become, just like you said, I mean, it's become more expansive. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first season really focused on just the Barons and their Clippers and, you know, this very core set of characters. In season two, it opened just it up. We had Baji. We had Nathaniel Moon. Yes. We got more of the Widow, which is never a bad thing, in right. my opinion. We got the Monks. Yeah. Uh, we got more of, uh, <laughs> well, we got, we lost a couple of characters. So yep. we're going to go into spoilers now. Yeah. So, um... Uh, once again, if you haven't seen the show, see it now. But now we're going to be talking about it. Um, I think the introduction of Badgie was such a good fucking thing. His whole arc. Because he was taking that uh, one kid that I can't stand. I can't, MK? MK. MK. Right? <laughs> he was taking MK. Because MK was pissing me off at the in, at the beginning of the first season. But then when they got mixed up with Badgie, it worked so well. I'm a little bit worried because... Once again, spoilers, we're not going to have the Baron, I declare. Oh, and, and I can tell you that, you know, I first ran into Martin Sokus as a character when he played the bad guy in Triple X. And yeah. I, I just thought, you know, oh, you know, cool, you know, waster, waster actor, you right. know, just one of those actors I'm going to see once and be like, oh, cool. But I actually, you know, for <laughs> for as much as I hate to admit this, I actually enjoyed Triple X. Yeah. I mean, the movie was kind of cool. I mean, it was just dumb. Dumb it was action. A dumb, yeah, it was dumb fun. I mean, it you're not going to get an uh, you're not going to get an Oscar caliber performance from Vin Diesel. Right, but if you want to see Vin Diesel blow shit up with a uh, very charismatic bad guy, yeah. you can't there you go. go you you know, got Triple X. Yeah, exactly. So, but to see Martin Sokus come back and and really embody the whole idea of Baron Quan, right? I, I mean, declare, just just a, a maniacal Colonel Sanders slash Foghorn Leghorn was <laughs> fucking so incredible. Right. I mean, we referenced that a bunch of times on our recap show, just how much Southern charm the dude exuded. I bet you it's just... T- it's incredible. The young boy will be mine, whether you like it or not, Sonny. Yeah, <laughs> and and just the way you know his delivery of his lines. I mean, and and this is a huge, I guess a, a huge kudos to whoever at AMC is is greenlighting some of these decisions. Yeah. I mean, you've got the the casting crew and you know the the casting director that's bringing on all these people. I mean, to to pluck Martin Sokus of all people out and say. Right. He's our Baron Quinn, who's going to be really the the key factor in season one and two, and just mm-hmm. be like, this isn't even really about Sonny, because, dude, honestly, there were a couple episodes I forgot Sonny was even a character. And that's the cool thing about a show like that, that in its second season, it builds such a good world that it can have a whole episode to ancillary characters. Yeah, and exactly. And it still can carry. There's a whole arc of nothing but Tilda episodes. Yep. You know? And it, it was it worked great. Yeah. You know? And, and ah. Uh, Telling you, Natalie Be- or Ooh, Emily, Emily Beecham. Good night, Martha. I don't know why the hell I wanted to call her Natalie. But it, <laughs> Nat- 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 Natalie, Nat- you are a badass chick. Hell yeah! <laughs> but no, Emily Beecham as the widow. I mean, she was really, really a small factor in season one. And I mean, you you almost saw her as. You know, you you had the inkling that she could kick ass, but she didn't really do it much. In she was in one. the shadows. Yeah, she was in the shadows mostly. She was pulling the strings, and she would come out and like almost like a black widow spider. She was hiding in her web for the most of season two, and when she needed to come out and fuck a couple of things up, she'd come out and fuck a couple of things up. In season two, she's like fuck it, and she's just going all ape at shit. It. Yeah, exactly. And I think that was the thing I, I appreciated the most about season two is that. 
while it built so many more worlds up, I mean, we got to see the edge of the Badlands. Mm-hmm. We got to see the River King. You know, we got to see this expansive universe that, right. they, that they were building. We also got to really focus in on Sonny, on, on the Widow, on Baron Quinn. Because even when they had drama... Oh, Rada. And, and Rada. Even, even if they, when they had drama, like, uh, normal, like, TV show stuff, where a mother and a daughter are fighting for, like, to see where boundaries and buttons are, they do it in a way with, like, fucking badass kung fu. Yeah. So it's like, it drives the story along, but it doesn't cheapen the drama. Yeah, and, and you know, for as much as people hate, oh, oh I don't like that crouching tiger, hidden dragon, wire work crap. Burr, burr, burr. Yeah, no, whatever. this works so yeah, well. It, it worked as well as crouching tiger, hidden dragon, because right. let's face it, you know, as much as people pan on that movie, that movie is, is the nickelback of the movie world. Everybody says they hate it, but somebody still went to watch it or listen to it. So I there think you it's go. a badass movie. I do too. I like it. So I mean, a lot of the, the a lot of the influences that Crouching Tiger and, and the films that came before it it's, had on martial arts films. I mean, they're incorporating this into a a hugely successful, in my eyes, drama. It's it's Dynasty with Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and Steampunk. I can't remember what the Dynasty theme song was. Otherwise, I would have played it. Right. But, you know, because you have <laughs> yeah. all these different fighting powers. It's like a kung fu soap opera. And yeah, it works it really so is. well. Yeah. It's violent. It's gory. It's visceral. And season two was so far better than season one. And every episode in season two was just either super good or fucking great yeah and, and what i even told you the 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 minute i got hooked on this show was the first five minutes of season one episode one when Sonny comes across those bandits in the forest in the forest and they're like oh well you didn't bring any backup and Sonny is no well, i don't need it you know whatever right so the the part that absolutely solidified this show is one of the most badass moments on television I know exactly what you're talking he about he stabs the guy with the spear mm-hmm. moves on the other side of him pulls it through his back and stabs another guy with the same fucking weapon and you're just like Holy shit, what did I just see? Excuse right. me, rewind that. <laughs> AMC. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that was really, that moment is what captured my eye. But the the story and the way that they've developed the characters. Yeah. You know, Daniel Wu and, and Martin Sokus and Emily Beecham have really given me an appreciation for the actual acting behind just the, the kung fu treachery. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> Dr. Wu, you done fucked up now. <laughs> so, I mean, if... if if our hyping hasn't given you enough of a, a enough of a sandwich to, to chew on, right. you definitely need to go. I, I believe it might still be on Netflix. If not, I know AMC.com still has all their episodes, so you can stream them there. So while we're waiting for Walking Dead and Game of Thrones, go watch uh, Into the Badlands. Exactly, and they and they did renew it for 2018. Yup. And so Full far, in this one. yeah. And so far, the rumors have been that it's going to launch sometime in the spring. So I mean, we could actually see uh, the March. End of the Badlands. You know, possibly about. I would say three quarters of the way through season eight of The Walking Dead. Nice. So maybe about two or three episodes into The Walking Dead, we get into the Badlands again. It would be a great lead in. Yeah, it really would. Great be. lead in. Yeah. So, uh, and then you know, last but not least, one of the episode or one of the I keep saying episodes, one of the the shows that we really like to to dive in into, and I think we get the most hyped about is The Walking Dead. Yeah. So what we've seen in 2017 is we've seen the tail end of season seven, and then we've seen the beginning portions of season eight. So, with that being said, what were some of your favorite moments of AMC's The Walking Dead? Um, I'm going to have to say through the whole arc, the redemption and death of Carl. 
is oh, one of them. Oh, by the way, spoilers. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> oops, oops, <laughs> my bad. I came right out the gate with that one. <laughs> I, I think I think we pretty much called yeah, it. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I've seen, it's the end of the year. Fuck it. Um, and anything to do with the kingdom, I love fucking House Ezekiel. Uh, his whole arc of the benevolent king and then the warrior king and then the broken king mm-hmm. and then on the mend king you know and then ninja king right <laughs> i loved it carrie payton kicked so much ass bringing gravitas to a role that would be campy in someone less capable's hands yeah and actually if you're in the kansas city area and you're listening to this podcast you actually have the opportunity to meet kari payton at planet comic-con yes coming up in february which i know genius and i are both super excited about mm-hmm. because booyah booyah teen titans go ah oh, i love it I, you know he does a thing where he goes i'm a genius and i'm a genius i'm a genie in a bottle i'm a genius <laughs> that's my fucking ringtone so <laughs> yeah I, I mean i'm super excited for uh, to be able to meet him and, and see what kind of you know, see what kind of cool stuff he has and whatnot. And I'm, I'm really excited to see where his career is going to go. Right. I mean, because everybody that's that's gone on from The Walking Dead ha- has had some pretty good success. I mean, you look at John Bernthal now with The Punisher, mm-hmm. which, spoiler alert, we might be getting into yes. for recaps. Yes. Who knows? Yes. Um, but you also see, like, you know, the success of John Bernthal. You see, you know, Andy Lincoln and these guys that are getting all of these, these extra – extra jobs and whatnot you know you've got seth gillum as 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 father gabriel you've got mm-hmm. jeffrey dean morgan who i know is going to be negan for the foreseeable, foreseeable future he's but in the new rock movie exactly uh, shown's in the new uh, black, black panther, panther movie, which so. i am so that excited i am so excited yeah. to see what denai guerrero does with her role in that movie because Black Panther has always been one of those characters where I didn't really follow it in the comic books, but the minute he launched into Civil War, mm-hmm. I was like, sold. I was hooked. Yeah. Sold. Yep. <laughs> so exactly. I, I think that's going to be an, a very interesting movie for Marvel. But yeah, I mean, we've got The Walking Dead coming, you know, for All Out War. Uh-huh. And, and you know, like you just said, we, we get the, the super huge, you know, since since episode one or episode two, you know, Coral, Coral is yeah. going to die. Get in the house. Yep. You know, so... I mean, where does this leave us? I mean, we got we, we really don't have that many main characters left. Right. Um, now Rick's only going to have Judith to hold on to and really keep him sane. Yeah. And go from all out, like, berserker mode. Yeah, to go all out Lori. Right. <laughs> Full metal Lori. Yeah, because he went absolutely nuts when Lori died. Yeah. He didn't even see it. Now he gets to watch the, I guess, the degradation of Carl into zombiedom. Yeah. yeah. And he'll probably have to put him down. So. Yeah. Uh, you Old know, style. Will this break our hero? Find out in February. Meanwhile, at the House of Saviors. But, uh, <laughs> that was pretty damn good. I like that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there, there were a lot of episodes and, and a lot of activities that, that happened during. So much more room for activities. <laughs> well, we now that be... Alexandria is nothing but a pile of rubble, there are a whole lot more room for activities. Do we become walkers? Yup. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we've got a lot of uh, a lot of interest uh, interesting things that are going to happen in 2018 with The Walking Dead, and I know everybody is oh they're so up in arms about why do you kill Carl this that and the other and Scott Gimple's writing sucks and this that and the other and it's like if you don't enjoy it stop watching right but these same people that are bitching about the writing and bitching about the story arcs and bitching about the characters not they're still tuning in because it is still the 
biggest show on television. Right. And if you don't, and honestly, if you don't like it, like you said, don't watch it or go make your own fucking walkthrough. Exactly. You know? Yeah. I mean, get off your ass and make your own show. Right. And that's not even a dig. I mean, if you're that adamant, like, man, I'm going to make it better, then go do it. I mean, like, honestly, just, just, that's how a lot of movies are made and how a lot of probably shows like that start. Oh, I can make a better zombie movie than that. Cool, do it. Yeah, you think and Robert Kirkman and Tony Moore just went, oh, we can draw a better one. Or right. we, we've got a better story. You right. know, so let's do it. So go do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go fucking do it right now, asshole. No. Now. On the iPhone. Now. So, uh, but I would say probably my, my favorite portions of the, the 2017 were, were definitely Carl. I think just Jeffrey Dean Morgan is just exuding cool as Negan yeah. because I never thought I would root more for a bad guy than what I had for Negan. I mean, and I, you know, and when they first announced Jeffrey Dean Morgan, I'm like, well, he's kind of small to be Negan because Negan's kind of bulkier in the comic yeah. books. I'm like, I don't think this is going to work. What was I wrong? Right. <laughs> I was absolutely wrong. The difference between the governor and Negan is I think Negan likes being the bad guy. The governor had that redemption arc where he mm -hmm. was the bad guy and he knew he was the bad guy and he couldn't change being the bad right. guy. Negan doesn't want to change. He relishes in the fact that he's an asshole, and that's where Jeffrey Dean Morgan is killing it in. So, <laughs> mm hmm Yeah, and just the whistling and the knocking on the gate and the... Right. The, the, God the, damn, just, you are creepy. Just the cocksure attitude, just yeah. kind of strolling in everywhere. This is mine. This is mine. I'm going to eat some skitty. Right. <laughs> you know, so it's like, God damn, man. I mean, he. I, I guess I could invite Jeffrey Dean Morgan over for skitty at my house, but I'm like, is he going to take out my shit when he leaves? Yeah, yeah. That's mine. That's mine. Yep. I'll still fight him for it because those are my stuff <laughs> and, and my things. things. And then I, I would say probably the other part is the the, the, the Siegfried and Roy Shiva attacks. Yeah, I mean, Shiva fucks some shit up. I mean, because you, you get announced, like, just like you said, you get announced to the kingdom and you, you get introduced and everything. And you're like, all right, cool. That guy's got a big ass tiger. Right on. Right. And then all of a sudden you're like, is that tiger going to do anything? And then all of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> it just takes out walkers and takes out bad guy takes out trash people and saviors and it's yep. like shiva don't give no fuck exactly here's the thing if you're gonna have a tiger i mean if you're gonna show a tiger you're gonna want to see some tiger doing tiger shit and it better be tiger great. style oh, 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 i like that quite a bit we're actually gonna go to the applause button for that one <laughs> So, <laughs> not not but, geniuses dorkiness aside, but you and know, the trash people I like too. I've always been a fan of the weird ass trash people, Paul and, and, and Macintosh, and their weird ass Yoda speak. Right? Yeah. Yes. Say yes. Yes. Okay. You go now. <laughs> All right. Cool. Like, wow. How are you gonna kick me out of a dumpster fire? Come on now. After this, we mate. Uh, shit right now if you want. <laughs> I'm sure there's a curtain in that trash pile somewhere. We. Can I like a little privacy. <laughs> so I mean, that's th interesting to see what what's going to happen with uh, with with the back half of season eight going into season nine because I know they I know they've lost some viewers, they've lost some interest in the show. But oh, uh, you know what? I whatever. If it's yeah, not, you can't please everybody, right? If it's no longer for you, like we said, just don't watch it. Yeah. But for those of you us who still dig it, even though we complain about it, we're not be like you know, man, fuck that show, you know. So yeah. Can you dig it? Right. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting to see where season eight, the the back half, kind of leads us. And I, I believe that's premiering right around Valentine's Day. As usual. Um, and then it'll go into probably April May, and then we'll hopefully be in full swing into the Badlands. So yeah. Um, you know, 2018 is shaping up to not be too shabby. Not too shabby so, at all. 
Um, but outside of that, I mean, what what outside of the shows that we've recapped? I know we've kind of done some some goofy stuff in the past, you know, some movies and some posters and you know soundtracks. What were some of your other highlights of 2017 from a personal standpoint? Um, one of the absolute best things that I've done in a long time and had a lot of fun doing it in 20 was in 2017 was Carpenter. Oh yeah. That's actually the, the number one thing on the top of my list. Ah, uh, did I jump the gun on that? No, 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 absolutely not. Okay. No. I mean, I, I was hoping I was going to be beat you to it, but <laughs> that, <laughs> alas, you thwarted me. <laughs> that was so much fun being able to hang out with you and Greg and watching John Carpenter and that whole little trip and just going to Chicago. It was, not only was it something that I especially needed, but the fact that it was so fucking cool to see John Carpenter. It really was. Know? Just to hear the music and just see the little shimmy. Yeah. And the little, and the, the stop the music and they put on the glasses and, you know, and, and even the, you know, for as, as much as everybody's like, oh, everything needs to be big and boisterous and everything, that whole venue at, at the Aragon Theater in Chicago was just so intimate. Yeah. I mean, it was like you were hanging out with a couple thousand of your favorite people, yeah. you know? And Watching some old man fucking play the synthesizer. Yeah, and he wasn't he really playing. I mean, he was just kind of pointing. Boom, boom. And then, like, this band would back him up. So, I mean, it was it was awesome, you know? And to be able to see that, because uh, previously, Genius and I were supposed to go with, with Greg D. of the Nerds and Nostalgia to Colorado to see mm-hmm. John Carpenter the year prior. Uh, but something the happened. Got the flooded. venue got yeah. flooded. Um, the, the, the show couldn't go on and whatnot. So we ended up – and then the next weekend, or a couple weeks after that, Greg had made mention, you know, hey, you want to go to Dallas with me? to see the show well neither of us could get off of work so we, yeah because we, we already, couldn't yeah um so to be able to see it in chicago and, and you know it's one of those things where you don't really know if carpenter is going to be able to do it very much longer mm-hmm. i mean i would love to say that the dude's going to be rocking out in his 80s you know right. still synth and music and whatnot but it's just one of those things where you know feasibly i mean yeah it's he's not a little bit di- older i mean not right. saying that he's dead or well, anything and but, then the fact that so far this year not only have we lost toby hooper but we also lost george romero you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So those are two horror icons. If you don't, and if you don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about John Carpenter and John Carpenter directed movies like Halloween, The Thing, They uh, Live, They Live, Escape from New York. He also composed all the music for those movies. So he went on a tour promoting a new album that he did, also playing um, the themes from those movies. Yep. And so that for those of you who are like, who the fuck is this carpenter that we're talking about? One, shame on you. <laughs> Two, shame. <laughs> shame. 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 It always comes full circle to the shame nun. Right? <laughs> and so we went to go see him and watched his music play. I didn't know what to expect. I was really excited about that one. I was like, I don't know. One thing I was hoping for was like, John Carpenter was like, and now the Carpenterettes. And then like, just these girls coming out in like booty shirts with like Michael Myers masks on, just like fucking percolating and dancing and shit. Like twerking a, on stage. Right? Just twerking around like John Carpenter. Like, boom, 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 boom. That would have been glorious. Alas, it didn't happen. But it was still fucking badass. Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm definitely with you on that one. And I think being able to see it with you guys because you you're actually the person that brought me back into horror when you said, "Hey, let's watch Victor Crowley." Because I mean, dude, I had never seen Hatchet, and I kind of fell out of love with horror movies because it was like, yeah, I know the big ones, you know, Jason, right. and, and Freddy, and Michael Myers, and those. I mean, who hasn't seen those films at least yeah. once? So when when you really reintroduced me to the Hatchet series with Adam Green, which kind of leads me into the second one. 
um, it's uh, it, 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 was, it was kind of bittersweet to be able to see that stuff with you guys because you know you and I have been friends for almost almost thirty years now. Yeah, I, I counted up earlier; it was like twenty eight. Yeah, something and, you know, like that. And, and I've known Greg through you for about I think two and a half going into three. But you guys are two of my closest, if not my absolute closest friends. So to be able to see that in the venue with you guys, and you know, and and I was kind of worried because I don't see a lot of live music. I'm I'm just not a huge fan unless right. it's like blues, jazz, or kind right. of stuff. So I kind of I kind of got worried. And, and there. we're too old for fucking mosh pits. Yeah, exactly. You I know, I got a bad knee. Right. I got kind of a sore <laughs> hip. I feel like the old guy. Get off my lawn! Right. You we're, know? Too, we're too old. To so mosh. I'm not, I'm not gonna throw in throw down in the mosh pit. Right. But you know, to go up there and and the thing I was kind of worried about is like you know what do you do at a, like a pop synth kind of right. you know horror show? I mean, do you headbang? Do you? But it was like once the music came on, it was like I didn't give a shit what everybody else thought. I mean, dude, you I was fucking rocking the out. f out. Right, you just like nods your head or fucking throw throw out the rock fist like fucking he was saying like throw out the demo horn like. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know when we were sitting there watching the show, I actually caught myself a couple of times. I'm like, damn, I'm getting kind of old because my my leg is kind of cramping from stomping <laughs> the floor so damn hard. So, I mean, it was just, it was the, the whole ambiance, you know, being there with you guys, being able to spend the weekend with you guys, just kind of doing stupid shit. I mean, going to White Castle and regretting that decision. Yes. <laughs> you know, going to that, yes. that that awesome little Chinese food restaurant we went to, being able to see the beam but not wanting to pay $30 to park. It's just like right? that kind of stuff. Yeah, is, that looks pretty cool. You know, it, it's kind of like the first time we went to Days of the Dead, you know, pants. You know, right? th those are the memories I'm going to remember. It's not going to be the shit I buy. Mm -hmm. So definitely the, the Carpenter thing. But, you know, we were, we were going to talk about, you know, leading me back into horror. And one of the things that we're really fortunate enough in Kansas City specifically to have is we're, we're fortunate enough to have people that own theaters that really – love movies yeah you know and, and specifically speaking about adam at screenland you know tapcade and screenland armor they were able to bring in adam green for the special viewing of ha uh, the, the victor crowley movie which is the fourth hatchet uh, mm -hmm. fourth hatchet film yeah and you know you were the one that introduced me to hatchet one two and three i mean hell i think we binged those in two days yeah dude, you were like dude you gotta see these these are like throwback slashers you know and to be able to see adam green at, at screenland armor was it was huge i mean because of the guy's just hella cool. He's just a genuine dude. Yeah, I mean, he's just a, he's just a good guy, and he puts his heart in his thing, and he has love for not only is this fans, but the genre and yep. his movie making itself, and it really shows. Yeah, and Yorkies. So, yeah, yeah, and Yorkies. Yeah, <laughs> him and Joe Lynch hosted the uh, the forty eight hour uh, podcast marathon to raise money for the Yorkies. So, yeah, I, he's definitely a good dude. I mean, you could tell that he was a very genuine guy. Um, he had some issues with his hotel when he was here. I guess he yeah. got bed a, a bed bug infestation oops, in his hotel. Oops. So um, I'm, I'm definitely. I offered the rungeon. <laughs> I offered the rungeon. He more than welcome to stay. And, and I definitely hope he comes back sometime um, because I'm I'm interested to see Victor Crowley again because that movie was that movie was gory. That movie was grotesque. That movie was fucking awesome. Yeah. That movie was a lot of hilarity. So. Um, if you get the opportunity to see it, in, and I think it's coming out on Blu-ray really, really soon. I think like mid-February, end of end of Actually, February. I I think it's gonna start getting a wider release or going and start doing the festival circuits. I'm not a hundred percent sure what it is, but it might be on VOD coming soon. Yeah, that'd be really cool so. to see that again. So, but seeing it on the big screen was was pretty amazing. But the fact that he made a movie like that in that day and age, without anybody knowing it. Yeah, and, and the other thing is, too, is like, you know, the, the thing I really appreciate about those type of horror films is that when they make them, it's not like this, this like, weird 
premise. It's not like this like right. supernatural like weird like funk or anything. No. This is just a serial killer. I mean, he's just, he's a, just a old fashioned horror movie. Yeah, he's just a resurrected fucking badass that wants to kill people. But the fact that he can make a part four in a beloved series like that with nobody knowing, he kept it totally under the radar yeah. with the fake name, um, with the media blackout, with everything, and then. We can't go into spoilers because it's still kind of spoiler. Yeah, and I, I mean, but, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to spoil that movie for anybody. It's fucking badass. Yeah, it's it's just good old fashioned horror, and it's just like yeah, just cheering, dude. Yeah, it it harkens you back to all the stuff in the '80s that really made people love slasher films and and the horror genre again. So yeah, I mean, Victor Crowley and meeting Adam Green were, were probably two of my favorite moments of 2017. So what else you got? I'm looking forward to 2018. Um, one thing that I'm looking forward to uh-huh. coming up is Panic Fest. Oh, absolutely. That's going to be That was one of my other ones. Last. Panic Fest this year was fun on a bun, too. We saw some really fucking awesome movies, but that's coming up in January. And uh, that before I go into that, I just want to take a moment of all the things that we've done in 2017. I've been lucky enough to share them with you. All the you coming out to all the nerd stuff and all the other fun activities that have been put on the been a blast, it, man. All that stuff, and I really appreciate it, and just want to thank you. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, you know, not not to make this a gigantic, you know, stroke fest or anything, but <laughs> you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing what the horror club does with you know the drive-in again this year. I mean, that was fun because the drive-in was fucking super fun, and everybody had a good time, and that thing was huge. <laughs> I mean, so much so that we were only an hour in, and the concession stand or the I wouldn't say concession stand, but the, the manager Sack of the theater oh, yeah. came out and he said, dude, we are getting our asses handed to us, and I love it. I mean, that's exactly the way he said it. So, I mean, just in the first hour, and yeah. we were there for Four two hour, movies. Yeah. <laughs> so, hour. yeah, and, and it was it was impressive to say the least. So, you know, I, and, you know, getting back to what we were talking about with Panic Fest, you know, some of the, the highlights for me were Panic Fest in 2017, being able to see Train to Busan. Yeah, you know, ooh, yeah, and that the movie, zombie movie that made me cry. Yeah, and I was thinking about that too, and I'm just like, I have never had the feels after a zombie film, <laughs> and I'm like, you assholes, how do you do this to me? If you like The Walking Dead, you need to see Train to Busan. It's 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 a it's a violent, brutal zombie political movie that will make you really cry. Yeah, and, <laughs> ugly tears. And, and you know, I've got to say that that's a that's a huge kudos to Adam uh, Adam Roberts of the Screenland you know family and Tim Casey Canton from Boom Howdy and Downright Creepy and the Phantom mm-hmm. Podcast Network that they're able to you know kind of search out these films and search out these these shorts and you know all these directors and, and and really put on this festival for everybody because Panic Fest is one of the one of the most fun I guess venues I I, I get to see. And it happens right right before the, you know, right at the beginning of the year. I mean, so it starts off your year at a fantastic clip. Yeah. So, I mean, you've got January 26th, 27th, and 28th at Screenland Armor. And they're actually getting bigger this year. Um, so, they're going to be adding, you know, additional things and additional uh, fun things to do. With, you mm-hmm. know, Nightmare Junkhead, which is part of the, the Phantom Podcast uh, Network. They're going to be doing some, some cool stuff, live podcasting and whatnot from the venue. They might be playing the Thing board game. That is fun as shit. Yeah. I've never had that much fun playing a board <laughs> game in my life. If you, if you haven't played the Mondo thing board game uh, outbreak on Outpost 51, I believe, uh, it's this customized board game, like kind of like a, um, I don't know how to, it's your basic role-playing game type thing, but yeah. not, like the, not like Dungeons & Dragons. It's more like Clue. Yeah, and 
And the first time we played it, I mean, it took us about what hour and a half, hour and forty five minutes. Figure it out. But a lot of that was like you Figure, know, learn, took us about a good took us about a good half hour. We watched a video about a good half yep. hour to get all the rules. But then once we got on the rules, it was about an hour and a half game, and it was fun as shit. Yeah, it's like it's like playing poker with a board game. <coughs> yeah. So you know that's a definite. You gotta highlight find out who's the alien, who's not, and so. And you guys got screwed. <laughs> Shout out to my man Adrian Torres, Joe Adrian Torres on uh, Twitter for being left out in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> as me and Emmy both got on the on the chopper, and you, you got left, bo- <laughs> we were both aliens. the things. <laughs> so like aliens are ruining this country. <laughs> we got to build us a wall around Antarctica. Apparently, make the thing great again. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that was just a lot of fun being able to spend with you guys and play that game. And that game is just fun as hell. Yeah, I mean, because you you sit there and think about it. It took us about an hour and a half to get the first the first round done. Yeah. And now that we know the rules, I, I guarantee I, I guarantee you we get through it in about half hour. Yeah. You know, and, and I think we even had the extended version thanks to Abby. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like the we didn't really get into the extended version much, but yeah, it should still take about an hour to play, but it'll be a fun hour. Yeah. A brisk hour. Yeah. Just think of just think of playing poker with a board game because you have to have one hell of a poker face to be able to convince these people that. Let me in. I'm all right, dude. Let me in. The paranoia is real. I turned on Greg on a dime. I haven't turned you. I'm like, fucking tighten him up. He's the alien. And your ass was the alien the whole fucking time. And so, like, yeah. Yeah. What, what can I say? I've got a hell of a poker face. I, I guess so, Lady Gaga. Yeah. <laughs> pop, pop, poker face. Pop, poker face. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, that's a definite another, uh, another huge... Uh, huge kudos to to Tim and Adam for you know being able to bring Panic Fest and be be able to make it bigger than every year before. You know all the stuff that they do. It's like you know 2016 was big, 2017 was bigger, 2018. I don't even know what the hell they've got in store, but I'm so fucking excited just to see right. you know in 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 the, I guess the the grand scheme of things in in terms of scale and the different activities activities Activity. that so they're going to have room for activities. so i'm excited to see what all happens this year well and, you and, know and definitely come stop by and see me at the rotten Reynolds booth definitely yeah. stop uh, stop by and see genius at the nightmare junkhead and the horror club and, and the horror club booth so you know some sh- some shouts out there you'll get some free high fives maybe a hug if el genius is feeling especially a creepy <laughs> but, uh, you kind of said you said something about panic fest how it's just getting bigger and better and and that's what I'm hoping for in 2018. All the things that we've done in 2017, but bigger and better and more. Yeah. And so it's just and being able to like hang out with cool people, spend with you, uh, chilling, watching Into the Badlands, Walking Dead, and Game of Thrones. Fucking, it's amazing. Yeah. And, and one of our friends, you know, sent out a tweet saying, you know, we we appreciate everything that you did in 2017. You know, kind of sending out the the huzzah to 2017. I've never been one of those people that are like, you know, making resolutions for the year and right. saying, oh, well, 2017, kiss my ass, 2018 is going to be. I, I just build off of it. I mean, I've never really said that, you know, one year has been worse than the others and whatnot. And I've never been one of those people. I'm not going to be. I just think we need to continue to build off of what we've already yeah. built on. Yeah, you, know, you can't change anything that happened in the past. Duh. Right. But you can definitely make sure that you, you incorporate the lust for life, you know, going forward. So and that's what I'm looking at doing, you know. Just let's have some fucking fun in 2018. And thank you for everybody who's listening out there, who's tuning into these shows, tuning into this show. Um, tuning into Nightmare Junkhead, tuning into Nerds of Nostalgia. Everybody who's listening out there, you guys fucking rock. Yeah. So. And, you know, it, definitely, you know, follow BoomHowdy.com for all of your entertainment needs in 2018 because uh, I know that they're getting more and more content. It's going to be more and more in-depth. Um, we've got a shit ton of movies that we've got yeah. to cover in 2018. So, 
I'm very interested to see exactly how much more stuff I can write about and see if anybody really likes it. You know, <laughs> if you like it or not, I'm still going to write it. So, <laughs> But uh, with that being said, I mean, Genius, do you have any other highlights of 2017? No. I just want everybody out there to stay safe. Yeah. Stay safe. You know, New Year's and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you choose to celebrate, celebrate responsibly. And with that being said, on behalf of Genius McGee, I'm your host, Dustin P. I'm going to go dig in the trash. <laughs>